Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. And it is not easy to lose a Super Bowl and get right back, but there is a team this season that has the best chance to do it. It's Cantia Carlin on ESPN Radio. In for Grinny, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. The Philadelphia Eagles are the favorites to get back to the Super Bowl in the NFC, and with good reason. Canty, it's happened twice where a team has lost a Super Bowl and has found their way back the next year. Now, obviously, it happened with all of those Bills teams when they went to four in a row and lost four in a row. So you could call that a dynasty of sorts, at least in the AFC. It also happened a couple of years ago with the New England Patriots. After they lost to the Eagles, they got back and they beat the Rams 13-3 to the next year. Again, the word to use, dynasty. Philadelphia, Chris, I honestly look at the situation around this conference. And as much as I can give the 49ers the best chance of anybody else, the the group that has the best chance to keep the Philadelphia Eagles from going to the Super Bowl again is the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and just for clarification, it's happened more than twice because you, you go way back when the, the way back time machine yes. in the 70s with the Purple People Leaders, Minnesota Vikings. So it's happened, but really we're only talking about two franchises being able to do it in the last three decades of football, right? The Bills and the Patriots. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, it, it, the odds are against the Philadelphia Eagles being able to run this thing back and get back to the Super Bowl. But if they're going to do it, the biggest cause for concern that I have is losing both coordinators. Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, is now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Gannon, defensive coordinator, he's now the guy out in Arizona. So how are they going to overcome that with the new play callers? Because remember, this offense didn't really take shape until Nick Sirianni delegated those play calling responsibilities back in 2021 to Shane Steichen. That's when we saw Jalen Hurts really start to take off and he built on that going into 2022, became a near MVP. So that part of it, and then on the defensive side of the ball, they need a lot of those Georgia guys to come to play, Carlin. And I'm not just talking about the guys they drafted this year, but they got to have Jordan Davis, first-round draft pick from last year, step up because Javon Hargrove is now with the San Francisco 49ers. So Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Nolan Smith, N'Kobe Dean, Keely Ringo, those guys are going to have to play early and often. Are those guys up to the task? Can they fill in and replace the guys that have left and defected in free agency? That will tell the tale on how good this Philadelphia Eagles team can be because one of the understated parts of what was great about the Eagles is that they played lights-out defense last year. You're talking about a top-five defense from a year ago. That's how the Eagles' defense was downright dominant. They were the second-ranked defense in total yards. They were the eighth-best defense in points allowed. That's pretty damn good. So for all of the headlines that the offense gets, the defense was dominant. Can they maintain that standard? Because they're going to have to, especially if they want to get back to the Super Bowl. Look, Father Time shows up at some point no matter what. Right now you have two starters up front with Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham who are on the backside, who are back and we think can still help. And I'm sure that the Eagles, given all of their depth, are going to limit the situations that they put those players in, so they maximize them. Having said that, I could not agree with everything you said more, and I expect, not hope, I expect 
that the majority of those guys are going to do just that, are going to step up, that Hassan Reddick is going to get back to the season that he had last year. Is it going to be as dynamic? I mean, 16 sacks, that's awfully hard to do. But, Chris, this, this is a great defense. This they've is, got a lot. They've got a lot of talent, but they've got to put it put it together. Yes, they so do. I, I, I can't. I can't assign them being a great defense. They were a great defense last year, but you just don't pick up where you left off, especially when you lose two inside linebackers. Especially when you start talking about young guys, first or second year players that are going to have to be in the mix in your secondary. You, especially when you start talking about what, what's going on up front and potentially having Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis have, being your two start like. There's a lot of young guys that are going to have to play key roles in this defense, being, you know, as good as what we saw last year. Yeah, you know, that's the thing that concerns me the most. And let's remember, man, this defense was huge for them in the postseason. They gave up a combined 14 points uh, to the Giants and 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 um and the freaking uh, the the the, the Giants and the, and the 49ers. 14 yeah. points. 14 points. Remember, San Francisco was dead on arrival because they knocked out their two quarterbacks. Yep. That was the defense. So, I just I, like, to me, that's going to be the key for this Philadelphia Eagles team to get back. And also remember this. They ain't sneaking up on nobody this year either. Like, last year, no, nobody really knew that the Philadelphia Eagles were going to be as good as they were. They started out 8-0. Nobody saw that coming. I mean, th- this is a team that had only one loss going into the month of December. Like, they're not doing that. Like, teams are going to have the Eagles circled on their schedule. You know why? Because the Eagles are going to be the bar in which they compare themselves to, which they test themselves against. That's it. You're going to get everybody's best shot. That's what Philadelphia earned last year. And with all those young guys playing key roles on both sides of the ball, that gives me cause for concern, not to mention the coordinators leaving. So, yeah, I, I think the Eagles have the talent to do it, but but they have to be able to put it together, and that's easier said than done. Well, I mean, speaking of easy, Chris, I mean, it, it, yes, they're going to have a, a target on their backs, but their schedule is exceptionally easy to begin the season. I mean, they can get out 4-5-1 and one without blinking. When you go to New England, Minnesota at home, at Tampa, Washington at the Rams. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to not be four and one minimum, if not five and zero. Oh. Yeah, I mean the the Vikings and the Commanders; those are going to be tests. But you should be able to take care of New England. You and the Commanders game is at home. Tampa. Yeah, yeah, I, I I understand. Well, what happened last year against the Commanders at home? Yeah, I know. I All know. right, okay. All right, so there's that. But then you also look at the back half of their schedule. I mean, outside of Arizona, there ain't no then. easy out. There yes. ain't no easy out. Every single team they play after their bye week, with the exception of the Cardinals, was in the postseason last year. Mm-hmm. So, like, like that, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is going to be a test for this Eagles team and for Nick Sirianni as a head coach because this is a new position that they've never been in before. They were the hunters last year. This year they will be the hunted. They are the team that everybody's been talking about. Think about this. All, all season long, what have we been talking about? Who's the biggest threat to the Philadelphia Eagles? Like, we, we've been hearing it all offseason long. You don't think those other teams in the NFC have heard it? You don't think those other teams in the NFC East are thinking about it? Of course they are. It's on the Cowboys' mind. It's on the Giants' mind. It's on the Commanders' mind. Like, they are going to have a tough way to go. It's not going to be as easy as everybody is, 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 I, is laying it I'm not calling it easy, but it's I don't not. think any of those teams are beating them in, in terms of the long haul for the season. 
I don't think any of those teams is knocking the Eagles out of the postseason and keeping them from getting to the Super Bowl. Well, I'm not going to say they're going to be knocked out of the postseason. They have too much talent to, to say that they're not going to be a playoff team. But do I think they can get tested, challenged for the division? I do. I absolutely I mean, I do. don't buy it. Do, do I, I think they have this division by two games clear? Okay, all right. I well, think they that, got that's this the division be- That's by the two beauty games of clear. football. You got to play the games. Like, do I think the Eagles are going to be a 14-win team again? No, I don't. They're, Where I, do you got I, them I don't. At right now? Especially right now, when you consider the back end. You don't have to go through the whole thing. I think they'll, be, they, listen, what, I think they'll be a double-digit win team. You're talking about 11 or 12 games. I think hmm. they will. But I think that's also going to be within striking distance for a team in their division. Hell, the Cowboys won 12 games last year, and I ain't even got to make it the playoffs. Yep. I think the, Gi- I think the Giants are going to be better than they were last year. I think the Commanders are going to be significantly better than they were last year. Like, like they're, they're, so, again, you're talking about one of the best divisions in football, and everybody's saying the NFC is, is thin and there are not a lot of great teams. There are a lot of question marks. True indeed. But every year we see it. Half the playoff field turns over every single year. There are undoubtedly B teams that everybody's written off that are going to rise up. And I've circled the Washington Commanders as one of those teams in part because of what I saw them do against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly in week nine last year. They match up from a physicality standpoint against the Eagles well. And that's a big part of being able to beat Philadelphia. What are the teams that, from a physical standpoint, can match up against them on the line of scrimmage? The Commanders are one of them. Here's my problem, though. You have the Giants, who last year uh, won, what, nine games? Nine one-score games, yeah. Yeah. They had the second easiest schedule in the league to get to nine. Yeah. This year, they have the third hardest schedule in the league. Mm-hmm. Washington last year had an incredibly easy schedule. They were right behind the Giants. They won eight games. Are they going to be able to do that again? This is where I'm looking at it, and I see the pedigree of the Eagles of what they've been able to do over the last few years, and that's why I think you're a couple of games removed from it, and I'm not completely convinced on the Giants uh, being able to really get better this season. I think it, it feels to me like it, more be, it might more be a little bit of a step-back year. Not a, not a five-win team. But maybe it's from nine to seven, mm-hmm. just based on that. Yeah, and and I don't think they did. I think they got better. I don't think they did anything that made them dynamically better this yeah. offseason. No, I'm I'm with you on that. But I mean, there are so many teams in the NFC that I think are going to have a chance to have something to say about what the conference looks like. Detroit is going to be a lot better this year. I think Chicago is going to surprise people. The New Orleans Saints with Derek Carr. That offense looked great in their first outing in the preseason. Seattle Seahawks are significantly better talent-wise on both sides of the ball. Like, I mean, the, the, the San Francisco's always there. I mean, there are going to be teams that, that rise up. And I guess my point is it's going to be a different dynamic for the Eagles going through their schedule, especially against conference opponents this year, as opposed to the two years prior with Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback. Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio Series 6M Channel 80. If you are dealing with a dead battery... Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing, free battery charging. Their free battery testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not, or if you're in need of a fresh charge. And if you do happen to need a replacement battery, they can help you with that too. They're the only place you can find proven tough, Duralast batteries. So what are you doing? Next time you have battery trouble, you're heading to AutoZone. 
your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. 14 years is a long time. 14 years is a damn teenager. Mm. 14 years is a long time. Mm. Mm. Can't do it, Carlin. For Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs, for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Canty, 14 years. It's longer than FDR was president, and he got three terms. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) 14 years since the New York Yankees have gone to the World Series. It matches... The longest streak that the Yankees have not gone to the World Series since 82 to 95. Before that, a 14-year streak where they didn't go to the World Series included being named the New York Highlanders. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Five-game losing streak, 18-3 to outscored against the Bravos 
back-to-back shutouts for the first time this year. That's a tough one. And that's including getting one hit in, in game two of that three-game set. That's all we got is one blankety-blank hit. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all we got. Well, yesterday on the Michael K. Show on 98.7 ESPN in New York, Michael and Peter Rosenberg, one of his co-hosts along with Don LaGreca, got into it a little bit because there is a lot of blame going around, and a lot of that blame is being pointed in the direction of the general manager, and Michael has gotten into it uh, with other guys, and, and Michael and Peter got into it pretty good yesterday. Take a listen. Their collapse in the middle of last year happened when DJ LeMay, who got hurt, where he just couldn't hit anymore. Mm. That was a big, big factor. And then in the postseason, no LeMahieu, no Benintendi, and they tried to rush back Carpenter, who also got hurt. He was carrying the team. Now, you, that, they shouldn't be applauded for that because right. that was not their plan right. for, for Matt Carpenter to be the second best player after Judge. But Matt Carpenter was. Then he hurt his foot, and boom, he's out for two and a half months, and then they try to rush him back without any kind of rehab. So I think they were better than a 500 team. And I think that's why... They fooled themselves into thinking, we don't have to make major changes. Let's go sign Rodon. Uh, DJ LeMayo is going to be better. We like Rizzo. He's not gonna, we, they, they couldn't foresee he's going to have a concussion. I think they thought they were going to be a lot better. But now, I, I, I think they see the flaw in that. This, I, I, Just being honest, this does sound sort of like excuse-making, though. Well, oh, I, don't, I don't give a crap what it sounds like. I'm telling you the reasons why it's happening. If you people want to say they're making excuses, I don't care anymore. I'm telling what? you the truth here. If you think I, I, it's I, making excuses, good, go crap point? in a lake. Okay. I don't care. What's the point of the truth? They got it wrong. They always get it wrong. No, you, that, you, that's, you, that's, that's ridiculous. They always get it wrong. That, well, I, I, that is, over the last few years, they've gotten it wrong. Really? They repeatedly. went to the ALCS last year. And they got really got it so it. wrong. They, they won the American League East. They won the they American League East. The toughest Michael, division in baseball. They won 99 games. Astros. They always get it wrong. Wait, so you want fans to be happy that they got embarrassed by their arch rival? I'm not telling the, fans what to do. You can feel but, whichever but, but, way you want. I'm just telling the, you, you can't say they got it wrong when they won the Final Four team standing. The largest misconception about the Yankees over the last 10 years is that, you know, they've been awful, they've been bad, all of that. They haven't been any of those things. Chris, what they have done is lowered the bar as to what acceptable results are. Mm. The Yankees, as we know, were always the Yankees under George of World Series or bust. And you used to hear Brian Cashman say that. But in a very quiet sense about seven, eight, nine years ago, after George was gone, he really did a great job of setting up ownership and creating a bar that just involved getting to the postseason. If we get to the postseason, man, you, you just don't know what can happen. And I think he pointed to years like 2001. I think he pointed to other years where the Yankees were an excellent team, but, you know, they just ran into something. And what can you do, right? That, that's kind of the thing. In the postseason, ah, Anything can happen in the postseason. That's not where the bar for one particular team has always been. And this is not about George, guys. This is about everything before George. The Yankee bar 
is supposed to be different. It sounds arrogant, but it is just flat out true. And Brian Cashman, I believe his most masterful job as Yankees general manager has been convincing ownership and really getting it out there that acceptable is getting to the postseason, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It, it flies in the face of the standard that George Steinbrenner created for the franchise, which is winning World Series. If you don't win a World Series, then it's a failure. And here's the thing. I don't think Peter Rosenberg was wrong in that back and forth from Michael Kay because even Aaron Judge described last year as a failure when, after they got swept in the CS by the Astros. The thing that bothers me the most about this big fella is that I remember this dynastic window that was promised to us once upon a time. Remember the 2015-2016 Baby Bombers yep. and how Cashman came out and said, I'm not going to sacrifice championships for a championship? Well, in the words of Michael K., you got to win one first. And the closest that this team has gotten was the last year where Joe Girardi was the manager when they took the Astros to Game 7 in the LCS. They haven't been that close since to get into a World Series, nonetheless winning one. So as a Yankees fan, yeah, I'm frustrated because we keep getting promised that this team is going to be able to deliver championships. And based on how Brian Cashman has done things and, and building a team through analytics and all that stuff, it hasn't served us to the, to the point where they could get to that goal and accomplish it. It just hasn't worked out. And at some point, you got to do things differently. You just have to. This team overnight has gotten old. They're slow. They're not athletic. They can't hit. And they put way too much pressure on their pitching. The bullpen, by and large, for the first four months of the season has held them down. But even that's starting to falter a little bit. When you look at the, the blow-ups that Tommy Canley and, and, and Clay Holmes have had of recent. Like, I, this team is not capable of winning a World Series. And during that span, you see all of these other franchises retool and get ready to make a push for the postseason. It seems like everybody is doing it except us. The, Bo the Boston Red Sox have a better record than us. Did anybody think that the Boston Red Sox were competing for a World Series this year? No. The Red Sox have a better record than us and a better chance of getting in the wild card. Right now, we're six and a half games back in the last, one, last wild card. It's absolutely ridiculous for us to be in this position and to add insult to injury, it's the first time they've been below 500 through 120 games in a season since 1995. You got to go back to stick Michael. This, I mean, this, they're, not, they're, not in a, they're not a good team. No. And they're, they're not close to being a good team. We just saw that in that three-game set against the Braves. So at some point, Hal Steinbrenner has to see Brian Cashman's approach to team building just ain't working in today's game. I tell you, fourteen years without going to the World Series. Fourteen. You you have been the general manager of this team for twenty five years. Twenty five years, and you can argue the majority of it was already in place when you took over, right? Bob Watson was basically out after they lost uh, in nineteen ninety seven. One year after they won a World Series. Out. It's it's amazing what he has done in pulling the wool over the eyes of so many people. 
And, and do me a favor, for those who don't look, just go back and look through all of the free agent signings, especially when it comes to pitching, that they have made over the years that haven't panned out. There's easily a billion dollars in there that has been wasted. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets back every time they win in the regular season. So visit FanDuel.com slash play and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 21 plus and present in select states. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus $50 unless specified otherwise. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Jets offensive line feels like a big problem right now. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM, Channel 80 as well. ESPN NFL analyst Jeremy Fowler joining us right now to discuss that. 
among other things. So let's start right there, Mr. Fowler. How big of a concern is the Jet offensive line for you right now? Well, it's I would call it a mild concern. I'm not maybe as concerned as as it, some fans might see based on their social media feed yesterday when the Bucks off the outside linebackers were kind of having their way. Shaq Barrett and those guys. It's not ideal, but there there have been several starters in and out of the lineup this off season. Uh, Makai Becton, you know, looking pretty good, but still working his way back. Dwayne Brown's been out, so they, they've sort of been shuffling parts a little bit. I think if we get the first month of the season, it's still an issue. Then it's like, okay, maybe they should have had more reinforcements here. Like where was the depth? And but they like the guys they've drafted. I, I'm not going to overreact yet. I think it will be okay. The, the Jets feel like we have a dominant defensive line. We have to get the offensive line to match the intensity, and so far that hasn't happened. And that that's really the biggest issue. Speaking of things not being ideal, Jeremy, your 34-year-old quarterback playing through midways in the second quarter in their first preseason game is not ideal. Like, what's the level of concern Broncos fans should have about Russell Wilson and Sean Payton working together and what they've seen so far? Well, there's, there's a lot to unpack there, Chris, because you have a quarterback that came into the last season really trying to have more control influence on the offense, they had a bunch of different concepts. They tried to throw against the wall to see what stuck, and it all was sort of a nightmare. And now you have to rebuild him while you get accl- him acclimated to Sean Payton's offense, which has some complexities to it on its own. So, you know, for, for there to be a preseason learning curve is is not uh, a huge surprise to me. And I, I'm still not wholly convinced that Russell Wilson and Sean Payton are the right fit based on what Payton has done in the past. Now, he can tailor his offense to Russell Wilson's skill set, which, you know, the play action, be able to throw the ball deep, stretch the field, use his mobility. So I don't know if Russ is ever going to be the same guy, but he is in better shape this year. He still looks like he has his fastball as far as his speed throwing the ball. So I, I still think there's enough to work with with Sean Payton. It just could be a little bit of a rocky start. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL analyst, joining Kenty and Carlin. At what point in his career is Zeke Elliott at right now? Can he bring something to the New England Patriots. Yeah, I still think he's got a little bit left. He's still got a couple years in this league where he can be maybe not a high-level producer, but in a perfect situation like he's in, pair with another back like Ramondre Stevenson and just try to be a complete player. You know, they don't need him to average five and a half yards a carry and be this electric make-you-miss guy. They don't need that. They just need what he does well, right, which is he can get you tough yards and he can pass protect. And so I don't really think the Patriots are overthinking that part. You know, Stevenson's their top guy. He's really considered in league circles a top 12 to 15 running back, where Ezekiel Elliott is not considered that anymore. Not that he can't be productive, but, you know, he's just sort of on the outside of the back nine on, on looking into that. So he's the number two there, and it's really a perfect role for him. So in that kind of situation, he can thrive. He's still got something left physically. It's not like um, that fell off a cliff. And I know there were some weight concerns in the past, but he looks to be in good shape right now. Talking with ESPN NFL analyst Jeremy Fowler on Greeny. And, Jeremy, the relationship between Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts gets weirder by the day. He showed up to training camp this week, and now the Colts have excused him for a personal matter. What's their expectations for Jonathan Taylor? Is he going to be available for them week one? Well, their expectation is they would want to see what he can do when he's healthy. Like, he just hasn't been healthy. And then now he's gone. So they really don't know what they're getting now, to be honest. And this this could go a number of different ways here because 
the Colts have made clear publicly they're not trading him. But when I talk to teams, they still feel like the Colts are going to explore it at some point or might have to because of the situation is dire. Uh, but yet he's not healthy, so teams wouldn't trade for him anyway. So it's this weird cycle. And, you know, there's still in Indy an attachment to Jonathan Taylor, the person and player, like despite all the bad blood right now, like he's been one of those high character guys there. He can carry the load. He can break up the big play. Like they still see what he, what he can do this year. And I do still think they'd be open to doing a deal down the road. Of course it'd have to be on their terms, which he doesn't want, but you know, if he, if he went out there and played and was productive, I still think there's promise for a long-term marriage. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, you know, some people with the Colts still believe that is a possibility. Jeremy, are you surprised at this point that Deshaun Watson's not playing tonight? Is this a good thing? I'm not overly surprised. I mean, there's just there's not a lot that they have to glean or gain here. Like they they know what he can do, and you know, really the Jets joint practice was helpful. I'm um, excuse me, the joint practice with the Eagles because they got to see him in live action. That I think to them, to the Browns, I feel like there was more value in that, or just as much value at least than he would have in a preseason game. You're going up against a really good defense and sounds like the ball was on the ground a little bit but for the most part he did a nice job as well and so you know they're trying to you know word out of philly was that they're they're giving watson some looks that he had in houston which is you know you spread the field out multiple wide receivers wide some empty sets let him get comfortable knowing you're still going to do the kevin stefanski offense stuff with the play action under center so they're trying to kind of meld both worlds i still think that's going to take a little time and it is taking time but you know, like he likes Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nick Chubb. Like, they got enough to work with, a good offensive line. So they're counting on the talent of Watson to eventually transcend whenever that happens, even if it hasn't happened yet. Jeremy, Ravens Pro Bowl cornerback Marlon Humphrey is going to miss some time with a, a foot injury. They're going to have surgery on it, something that he struggled with in the past. What's their expectations uh, or in terms of a timeline and when he could get back? Well, I don't have an exact date, but it should be fairly early in the season. I don't think this is going to linger into the midseason mark. We'll, we'll see how he recovers and, and what the timeline is, but they feel pretty good about getting him back at some point, so they just have to sort of weather that storm. You know, they could certainly add a free agent. Uh, you know, Anthony Brown, the corner uh, from Dallas, is, is available. Ronald Darby's been hurt coming off an ACL, but he's been kind of on the workout scene. William Jackson, uh, former Cincinnati and the Washington Commanders corner, so there's some options maybe it certainly aren't as good as Marlon Humphrey, but you can try to bridge the gap here a little bit. They should be getting some of their young players back who were injured as well. So, you know, the Ravens tend to find a way to make things work, especially with the front seven they have and the two safeties they have. They feel pretty good. Great insight as usual, Jeremy. Appreciate the time. Thanks. Hey, thanks guys. Have a great day. Jeremy Fowler, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us. It's Canty and Carlin in for Grady on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Let's do it a little early on a Thursday. But we got to get after it because it's the summer of bubble. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right. I'll say it. Who you got? Bubba, the floor is yours. Yep. All right, who you got brought to you by Granger as always. And we'll start with what we were just talking about with Jeremy. Browns, Eagles tonight. And are the Browns making a mistake not playing Deshaun Watson? We heard what Jeremy had to say. What do you guys say? Who you got? Look, is two or three series going to kill him? I I obviously don't want to get him hurt. But at this juncture, 
I just feel like this guy has got to continue to work toward getting in a rhythm. Chris, doesn't make any sense to me. He's not playing tonight. I think it's foolish. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. He's played in six games over the past two years. Play football. Like, yeah. like the way to get better at football is by playing football. Like, I think this is a year that the Cleveland Browns have zero margin for error, especially your head coach, Kevin Stefanski. They need Deshaun Watson to be ready to roll on week one. And to me, that involves getting some snaps in the preseason. Next. According to Yahoo, at the upcoming college football playoff meetings, they'll be voting on the 12-team playoff format. The two options are top five conference winners plus seven at large or just the top 12 ranked teams in the, the CFP, kind of like it is now with the top four. Which one do you prefer? Who you got? I Look, give me the top 12. I just want the best teams in the playoffs. And when we get to a number like 12, I don't want to hear anybody complain. Like, we've gotten close enough. Everybody who is in the playoff should be in the playoff at that point. If you can't crack the top 12, you don't belong, period. I'm, I completely agree. I don't need this NCAA tournament nonsense where conference winners get automatic bids. If you are one of the 12 best teams in the country, as voted on by the committee, then you deserve an opportunity to complete for the, compete for the national championship. I'm with you. Now that it's a number like 12 – and it's not like four or six, then right. we can get rid of the conference winner thing because that stuff's starting not to matter either with all of the conference realignment. The two best conferences in the country are the SEC and the Big Ten, and it's everybody else. Nobody else is remotely close. So to me, it's not about conference winner. It's about are you one of the 12 best teams in the country? If you are, as voted on by the committee in the rankings, then you deserve a shot to compete for the Natty. Next. All right, so this was going viral uh, last night. A woman posted on TikTok, uh, and I don't even know if she was famous, just a random person, but the point is her and her husband randomly pick which side of the bed they sleep on each night. She says, sometimes I sleep on the left side, then I might go three three times on the right side. Just every night, it's just random. I think that's possibly the craziest thing I ever heard. I sleep on the same side of the bed even if I'm by myself. Who you got? Are they psychopaths? That's what it feels like. I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Let's check for the imbalances here, all right? It doesn't matter when you get married, you have a side of the bed, and that's it. And maybe every couple of years, you may get together, have a committee meeting, let's switch this up. Okay. But I have always been a right-side-of-the-bed guy, and my wife has always been left-side-of-the-bed. And that includes when we're in a hotel, anywhere else. Always the same. It's not... Anything that is out of the norm, Canty, I'm sorry, that's what you used to, it's what you do, that's how everybody sleeps the best. Yeah, they're sociopaths, and they're probably going to be talking about making a Netflix special about them in the next five years, because they would have done something yeah. depraved and indifferent. So I would yeah, call that I, narcissistic. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they're, 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 they're crazy. They, they, uh, it, it, like, I, I don't want to be anywhere near these people. Keep it pushing. Right. All right, who you got brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. And our old friend Harry Douglas has a new segment on Get Up, and this is how it went this morning. All right, we are back on Get Up, and it is time for Harry's first branded segment. Now we know he's rotated, and it is called That Boy Bad. No, 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 no. That's not how you pronounce it. It's called... Man, that boy bad. That boy bad. Try it one more time, Greeny. That boy bad. No. No, Greeny. No. Does it require the man? You know what I'm That boy bad. Man, that boy bad. There you go. There we go. Now we're working with some. I'm working on it. Now now we're trying to get somewhere. (laughs) One word. 
All right, everyone will be making Your fun of me. Pronunciation yes. is getting better. Man, <laughs> that boy bad. Okay. So your thoughts on <laughs> Greeny there. Who you got? How could you not laugh? I mean, it's hilarious. You can't say it. That boy bad. He doesn't know did, how to say it. Have you seen but the I movie love, Almost I Famous? Harry, I love when Harry and Greeny are on the show together. Because yeah. Harry will try to get Greeny to say stuff and do stuff. Like, they tried to have a dance-off earlier this week. Didn't go so well for Greeny. Like, it's just, it, it's hilarious when Harry tries to get Greeny to come out of his, uh, come out of his proverbial shell a little bit. Harry, Greeny, and Dan Orlovsky were all dancing this morning. No. I mean, no. I'll, I'll well, tell I you what. Harry and Dan were dancing. I don't know if we can describe what Greeny no, was yeah, doing he, he as can't dance. dance, but I'll tell I, you. I'll it tell it you. reminded me of this. Go ahead. What is up, my people? Chris <laughs> Carlin in the wow. his house. Yeah. When I heard when I heard that, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I, did you ever see the movie Almost Famous? Yes. Uh, phenomenal there's, movie. There's a scene at the end when Jason Lee looks up into the sky and just yells, "Is it that hard to make us look cool?" <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of this apparently, morning when I heard Greeny say, that boy bad. <laughs> apparently it is. Apparently it is. That boy bad. When it comes you got to one Greeny last one? Yeah, say. 29 years ago Sunday, Woodstock 94 happened, a famous festival, of course. Could oh. there be any group of bands that would get you to go to a festival? Uh, when you watch the, the documentary on Woodstock 99, no chance in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. not and I recommend happen. watching it, but boy, that turned into a disaster. Yeah, not going to happen for me. I'm not a crowds guy, so no matter how great the act is, probably not going to show up. Yeah, there's not a probably about it. I'm not going to show up. Tomorrow, another one. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.